hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. I did something different. You did something I different. Didn't, I didn't take daylight savings time. You did. Didn't you do this last year or the, when it went? No, you, you did do this last year, but you, it backfired. Maybe I did you. this. Last, I no. maybe I did this last year. Anyways, this year I did it again. Yeah. And it's been, it's been so far one day in thumbs up experience. Mm. Love it. Everyone's waking up and they're like, ah, extra hour of sleep. So good. Feeling so good. Meanwhile, I've been up for an hour. I've seen the daylight. I have beaten <laughs> you to your, I've beaten you to the punch. I have had my coffee. I've been awake. And guess what? When you get out of work and it's dark uh-huh. and dismal, uh-huh. I have been out of work for a full hour capitalizing on sunlight. It's a Whoa. scam, I tell you. It's a fraud. It's a farce. I mean, if we keep yeah. complaining. Uh huh. About how we keep having to do daylight savings. Listen, the power is in the people's hands. Just don't do it. There are some states that don't do it. There are some states that don't do it. And now I have a state of one. My house is a state of one where daylight savings time does not exist. So you're saying that. And on this platform, I'm seceding from the union. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is that you... You got to get any edge you can in this competitive yeah, environment. That's right. In this so competitive you, landscape, you have one hour more <laughs> experience than everybody else I mean, who yeah, woke up like me. I, yeah. I mean, then I just go to bed real early. Like now I got to make sure that I'm like asleep by 1030, like asleep. Yeah. I cannot be like up. I do. Like I, we're going to finish recording and I'm going to go brush my teeth. <laughs> like, it that's is going to be my life. <laughs> it is very stupid that they're like, hey, how about more darkness? How about you how about like get darkness? no dark, no light ever for the farmers this is for the benefit of farmers i think yes that's what the original thing who gives a shit what if farmers this wow. is weird not in will's got a hardline stance i fuck no. the farmers i love farmers the fact that they have who's this farmer lobby that is causing yeah. us to get the only reason we're holding on to this is that we as human beings for some reason if somebody did it oh even not even that long ago people will go tradition we got to keep doing it, yeah. even if it's stupid as shit. So that's that's my take. I did, I followed <laughs> my my phone clock kind of just updates, and I went okay, and yeah. then I just kind of deal with it. Today in a meeting, my boss, we were talking about timing for the team, and it, and someone was like, "Does anybody get up earlier? That get online earlier than nine a.m.?" And my boss goes, "I hope not." And I'm just like weakly raising my hand very timidly, and he's like, "What? Uh-huh. What? What? Get out of here!" Like, <laughs> but that's it's my that's, lifestyle i like it this is how i like it because you are um as somebody who's obviously an older man what is it like uh in this oh, new yeah. world because you do uh you uh-huh. read before bed uh-huh yeah I you drink milk bed. we've already established this on the podcast well you drink yeah milk. i mean i guess for the for the character sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay right let's, let's just for let's just keep on adding to that warm milk I'm just uh-huh. gonna yeah, <laughs> put that little character <laughs> that, detail. That's an old okay, yep. Um, and now 
I do constantly ask Laura where my applesauce is. That's yeah. Constantly, <laughs> constantly wondering where's my applesauce. It is. Is it the same applesauce, or do you forget that you had? an applesauce already open or like you just keep on buying applesauce <laughs> I'm, hol- I'm holding applesauce and i say where's my applesauce it's me yeah. with it with ranch every time i see uh like a certain <laughs> type of light ranch i'm like i can never find this anywhere except can't it was at a anywhere. store that i went to multiple times so i have multiple things of it and i'm like <laughs> really i just gotta i can never get this good thing this, this stays such an elusive <laughs> item. i can just keep this but i will uh, will will conclude this by saying you did i'm pretty sure you did this last year I'm pretty sure you also said, I'm loving it last year. Yeah, I'm loving and, it. Well, now the question, I'm pretty sure I did this last year. And, and now the question and now, is, if I, if I keep doing it, am I getting up at 3 a.m. to get online at my 4? No, that's not is how this it what's works. Happening? <laughs> that's <laughs> that, how I works. just keep taking it year over year and I no, start reverse cycling. I remember because you you later said, this is not as good as I, as I thought it was going to be because now I've just kind of... I'm living a, the same day, but it's like an hour shifted. Like it's like, that's uh-huh. what it, where you're like, I just kind of, uh, it's the, it didn't help. I I forget what your specific complaint was, but it was just like, it didn't really help all that much. Like, I don't <laughs> well, feel like an extra day hour. In and I'm back on board. <laughs> okay. Life that's has good. never been brighter. It's never been better. I've seen the sun. Yeah. You're doing great. That's how you have to live in segment city day by day, right. because we live in a dark, depressing world now that, uh, now, and this podcast is this episode is going to come out like way after daylight savings. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, not this is anymore. this is in our present, but you know what is now in your present? Segment City, the the podcast right. you're listening to right now. I'm Will Kane, and I'm I'm part of the farmers lobby myself. How about oh, I give you, Senator? I will give you a bushel of wheat. How about that? <laughs> And what then you'll make us <laughs> you're, you're gonna give us daylight savings or else. Now, I'm what gonna... am I, a big New York type, gonna do with a bushel of wheat? Now use your head. Come on. Have you seen The Godfather? You know when the horse part, the horse head? The I'm, horse head does because he couldn't feed his horse. <laughs> I'm not even gonna take the head off the horse. I'm just gonna put a horse in your bed. Oh, Lord. And yep. I'm Thizabakos, and well, I've already been recording for an hour. Oh, wow. You know, I got here an hour earlier. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's just dead air. It's just nothing. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's like, oh, hi, honey. Can you uh, get me some water? Oh, thank you. Can you get me some warm milk? So oh, you're <laughs> Thanks, dear. And this is a podcast in which Theo and I, we dumpster dive our way through the internet. We get all those good comedy morsels. We package them into segments for you to enjoy. And this is going to start with a Will Stupid Thought. That came up in this conversation that or before we had the we were recording, um, that I shaved. Um and, and you, boy oh boy, uh I the responses that you get from shaving your face when you normally have a beard are uh out of context, extremely wild. The things yeah. that people say to you, because one person literally said to me, What happened to your face? And I was like, uh-huh. okay, this is, I know what you mean, but that's rude. But it's rude. It, but it's, because there are people some have people. A license, people have a license to say whatever they want when you shave your face. Mm. The free pass, apparently. I'm I, not saying I agree with this. I'm saying this is the way the world works. There, but there are some people who go from fully shaven to beard to shaven. Because I feel like you you do that every once in a while. Every once in a while, I'll go, oh, he shaved. Or at least it's not like as long as I'll it was. switch it up. I grow it out. I trim it. Yeah. You know. Certain people can. But like the rest. I've, I've had a beard because I've realized also. Um, I'm going to show Theo on the camera. Hopefully this comes with. 
I got the world's biggest double chin. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm so pale, it doesn't really work. It, if you pooch it uh, out as much, that's like when I pooch out my uh, belly and I'm like, look at how fat I am. Like, yeah, you're doing that on purpose. <laughs> but I, I do, I, mean, I did, what I shaved, I looked at the mirror and I was like, I'm Baron Harkonnen from Dune. I can't believe it. Get out of here. I'm just like, what, what I'm going to buy you a very long robe for your birthday. It's going to be like a 16-foot robe. Yeah, I got to get an arm attached to my spine so it can float over people. <laughs> yes, like, Let the spice flow. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on, people. Party <laughs> people, let it flow. It's Party Harkonnen. Come that's on. That's the quote, right? The party people. Party Harkonnen. Yeah, yeah that's party I, Come I, on. I can't wait for part two when they yeah, get I can't wait. big reveal <laughs> big big party of the desert when it's Gino time with big Baron Harkonnen uh but that that was just a, a thing for my because sometimes you get the madness and you want the change because I can't do I feel like certain people can can do that change easily where they I'm gonna cut my hair I'm gonna uh dye my hair I'm gonna get a tattoo I'm gonna get piercing something like that I'm not I don't, I'm too indecisive to get a tattoo. I'm also too indecisive for a piercing. My hair's too short for it to be cut any shorter. Um, not to say I have like a crew cut or anything, but it's not, what am I going to do? Um, and then same with dyeing what my hair. What am I going to do? <laughs> hey, hey, barber, five bucks. Just mess me up. Just, <laughs> just do whatever you up. want. <laughs> Listen, I've had barbers. <laughs> I paid them way more and they, they fucked me up. And they mess. Yeah, right. You could pay a barber a lot. They'll mess you up. The, the worst thing I've ever had happen was somebody took, uh, they like comb my bangs down because I normally uh-huh. have my hair kind of off to the side and then went cut, 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 cut. And like so a it was, Dutch boy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, because oh! like, you can't, Ooh. you can't say anything in that time period. I'm, I'm. No, they still have scissors in your hand, and you have nothing. Yeah, and, and and they go, "How was it?" And you can't go like, "Can you tape my hair back, please?" Like, there's, it's not GTA. <laughs> you can't yeah. go back. <laughs> but anyway, that was Will's stupid thought. Let's let's mosey. I, I love the word mosey, mosey. Onto your next segment. You love the word mosey? Yeah, it's a fun little word. Well, this little word is brought to you by my next segment. The letter and it's coming A. To you from, oh. <laughs> coming to you from GuinnessWorldRecords.com. Thank you, Guinness World Records. Ooh. And we're, today we're diving into the world's most expensive hot dog. <laughs> okay i thought here's the thing is you really caught me there because i was like oh my god an official licensed Uh source let's really dive in hopefully he's gonna bring me some some (laughs) Some maybe the the world's tallest man something very Uh fun that's like impressive no let's talk about entertained by this (laughs) you heard heard the laugh i'm i'm very much looking forward (laughs) to this hot dog all right so article it's a whole article we got a whole write-up here wow we got a whole history of this no matter how many baseball games or summer barbecues you've attended, we're pretty sure you've never come across a hot dog quite like this one. Thanks, Guinness. You don't know my life. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You have no idea what my hot dog budget is. <laughs> Guinness, you have no conception. Come on. The Tokyo Dog food truck in Seattle, Washington, USA, recently unveiled what is now officially confirmed as the most expensive hot dog commercially available. Retail price... A cool hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Wow. Okay, so is this 
is this like with the blood of John F. Kennedy on it for ketchup? Like what the fuck is making it so expensive? <laughs> We've got the big four. We got JFK's blood. We got Lincoln's hair. <laughs> we got half bathtub piece. We've got <laughs> this most sour of crowd. Taz bathroom piece. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dubbed the Junibon, this baby goes well beyond hot dog standards like mustard and relish and far surpasses any chili or cheese. In fact, the ingredients list for the footlong Frank, footlong, hey, that's a big hot dog. Let's talk foot about long. that. That's a lot. Footlong. What are we doing? Hey, that, you want to go down to Subway? You want to get a footlong sandwich? No, I got my footlong hot dog right here. I, 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 are those Fenway Franks? Like, the, is that the size of Fenway Franks? I forget. I don't know. That would be really big. I think they're not that big. I don't I, think they're... F- I mean, footlongs is like... It's impractically large. It's like the size of your forearm. Yeah, that's like, a big... I, I that's, have, a big fo- that's a big hot dog. I have had a hot dog that is probably that big. Or maybe bigger. Um, I Listen, will give the context. Dennis, you have no idea what my hot dog Yeah, you is, don't know. All right? <laughs> in, in Sweden, I was told, um, uh-huh. you need to get a baguette hot dog. And I said, what the oh. fuck is that? Yeah, wait, they, I had this in uh, in Vienna. They cut off the ends, they hollow it out big enough they, that it ha- and then they squirt ketchup and mustard inside the baguette, and then they slurp it. <laughs> that's the best word. Slurp it. They yeah, slurp it. it. They kind of just put that in the the hole because they don't like cut it like a hot dog bun. They just kind of like shove it in, and it was a bit the size of a baguette. <laughs> it was a big ass thing. <laughs> But my yes. favorite part was that they had a dedicated instrument that was a metal spike. That was as let's call it what it is a metal metal dildo. All yeah. right, it was as long it was as long as a hot dog, so that they could shove a baguette down onto it and mm. create a cavity into which they could put the hot dog. Yeah, that they, was my favorite part. It was like they do this enough that they need a, a manufactured interest instrument for this. Yeah, that's that's it was a it was a good hot dog. It was very bready. <laughs> good, good hot dog. In fact, the ingredients list for the footlong Frank would make a Michelin starred chef blush. The Junibon Ooh. contains smoked cheese bratwurst. Butter, teriyaki, grilled onions, okay, maitake mushrooms, wagyu mm-hmm. beef, foie gras, what? shaved black truffles, what? caviar, and Japanese mayonnaise, all served up in a brioche bun. Here's your sandwich, and it's just like the size of a suitcase. And there's <laughs> how do you get foie gras? We're getting foie gras, foie gras. And, and also and like, wagyu. Kind of like foie gras is kind of like a, a spread, so I could see it spreaded. Yeah, but it's like, are they adding full? Is it like, how are you having a wagyu steak? This is this feels like a bet that one of those. Uh, this is a bet that like the try guys or whatever the fuck. The there's like a YouTube channel that only eats like expensive things. Like it does different levels. Yeah, and this I is mean, like the top level where it's just like they just always put gold leafing on everything, and it's like I will cool, credit great. them. <laughs> I would credit them that there's no gold leaf on this. It's actually yeah. just ingredients. They weren't just like pumping up the price because you can you can get something that costs thousands of dollars because you're eating gold, and it's yeah. like okay, what's the point? What yeah. are we doing? As a requirement for the record, Tokyo Dog was required to sell at least one of the hot dogs in a legitimate <laughs> business transaction, which I will say, Guinness, kind of a weak requirement. Yeah. I would say make it they have to sell maybe 50. I don't know. Yeah. It, if uh, one person, you could convince, listen, of, of if everybody can, from the news that we've had for the last few years, you can trick rich people into doing stupid <laughs> shit with their money. This is not even that expensive for them. They would do this on a <laughs> just for funsies. 
That's probably true. After announcing the dog, co-creators Eugene Wu, Samson Kwong, and Rocky Ye sold six Juni Bonds in one day, with oh. California businessman Alan Chang as the first buyer, raising a total of $1,014. They, in turn, donated, donated those profits to the American Red Cross. That's, look, all in a day's work. We sold six dogs. We can pack it up, go home. We Ellen. saved it. We saved everybody. <laughs> I like that they're like, listen, we're repairing the the damage we've done to people's hearts with these hot dogs by giving to the Red Cross. We're going <laughs> to. Rather than donating six hot dogs to the Red Cross, we're going to raise some money today. All right. Imagine... <laughs> they said we've had enough hot dogs. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that it would be better served if somebody was giving blood and they're like, instead of cookies in apple juice, <laughs> we actually have something very special for you. <laughs> <laughs> just give them a giant hot dog and they're like whoa okay i don't need this much blood back like is this good for well, red blood cells i don't know they roll they roll up and they're like the nurse is like well we booked the wrong truck and so we have, a, we have a hot dog truck today we're still gonna try to use hot dogs to draw blood we'll see how far we get mm, we have a specific <laughs> instrument that's good for coring holes into baguettes but also it'll be we're good for your veins on your arm. <laughs> yeah, we're, gonna, we're really gonna get that vein and really we're really gonna get, get all it. It. don't worry we'll we're, get a lot of blood we're Maybe gonna too much we're gonna juice you like an orange <laughs> A high price tag is great, but how did the dog actually go down? Gene mm. Nakayama, a chef in uh, Seattle's Maneki, served as one of the witnesses to the preparation and transactions. Quote, all ingredients were genuine and cooked to perfection, Nakayama mm. said. Presentation, excellent. Total satisfaction. They have another, they have a little bit more context here. The Junibon surpassed the California Capital City Dog, which sold for $145.49 at Capital Dog in Sacramento, California, USA, in May 2012. That one 8-inch hot dog, wow, you're really getting ripped off here, mm -hmm. included French whole grain mustard, garlic and herb mayo, sautéed shallots, <laughs> mixed baby greens, applewood and cherry smoked uncured bacon, Swedish, Swedish moose cheese, chopped okay. tomato, now, uh -huh. we're just, now we're getting exotic. Come on, is, now you're really This is somewhere. the culinary equivalent of making your periods bigger so it'll, like, <laughs> extend out. What's the, why do you need moose cheese? What's the, other than being more expensive? You never know. I mean, I, I would play, pay a premium for a little bit of moose cheese, see what's up there. I mean, my mm. main question is, moose, moose aren't domesticated. How are you getting that moose cheese? Oh, that's a good... Is there moose milk? There has to be moose milk, but the, I don't want to think about or, it. There has to be moose milk, but it's not like you go down into your barn and you go get some moose milk. It's like you got to go into the wild and fetch that moose milk. Mm. Now I'm... I've never thought this much about moose milk in my life. <laughs> you know what? It's not benefiting <laughs> your life. I don't think it's going to make you a better person. Maybe maybe it will make me a better person. I'm willing to ponder that. But um, yeah, that's the, that's the whole rundown on the, uh, the big most expensive hot dog and with in this economy, oh, in this economy, all right. You I, know? I am looking at a picture of it because I did Google it. Um, yep. It looks for people at home. It looks like if uh, somebody gave you a Philly cheesesteak, but you're like, "I'm sorry, uh, what is this?" Because it looks, it's it has like <laughs> caviar on it, and like the mushrooms look like weird. <laughs> they have like the, weird veins in the mushrooms yeah that I the mushrooms before. don't look great it kind of there's one flattering picture and one unflattering picture that i'm looking at and the less flattering picture looks like you wandered into like a philly cheesesteaks like shop and they're like 
Oh, you're a vegan? Don't worry, we'll pile mushrooms on top of your hot dog. Yeah, All that'll right? that should do it for you. <laughs> that'll make it better. Better. <laughs> that'll make it better for you. I do because they have other ones that they're like. This is also a very expensive hot dog, and they look a little bit more appetizing, like the non. Yeah. This one, I'm gonna ask you, Theo, what's the point? I I am set a record. Raise some money for for the kids. You do it for the kids. Come that's on, that's true. Kids. That's true. Once again, you can if you're, you can listen, trick. This is if, my stance. This is my stance. If you can trick rich people into giving you money to do good things, like l- do it immediately. Do more of it. Yeah. Right now. Take their money. Yeah. I kind of, but also, hmm. They could have made it trick more the expensive. Rich people. This is the only Down time I've ever seen it. Come on. More expensive. Because uh, I don't even know if the flavor profile would be good. Because I've been pondering that the entire time. I think mm-hmm. it would be okay. Like it would probably taste pretty good i think but all the composite parts i would rather have separately or in like yes. a different configuration yeah and will we ever try it not on your life no we don't have, we the don't money. have that kind of money <laughs> we don't throw around <laughs> like that I, I think not but you know what we will throw around oh your that. next segment theo i cannot believe how perfect of a transition that was that tell me for the content that i'm about to present to you I did, uh, outside of the podcast, hype this up a little bit, the segment oh. that I, because I told you last time that I, I had a segment saved that I was, mm. I thought you would very much enjoy. Because when I heard about it, I was like, absolutely, I need to go down this rabbit hole. How have I not gone down this rabbit hole before? Mm-hmm. Theo, have you ever heard of combat juggling <laughs> yes come on i need this in my life this is something that i want clowns out there punching each other let's go i'm gonna be sending you a series of things i'm gonna start off with just like a 15 minute video you can watch it while i explain it um combat juggling is kind of what you think you well, it's not exactly what you think it would be because it is a team sport um, um first of all the thing yeah. i first need to note is yeah. that the 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 link you sent me is from Sports Center. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well, that's. Uh, I guess this is uh, not exactly spoilers, but I was gonna get to this anyway. This is a sport that was featured on ESPN. Not not one of the main ones, of course. Like it was oh like, God. E- but it was like ESPN three. Like it was pretty decent. Well, you failed to mention that this is a team sport. Mm-hmm. You play uh, this in teams. So let's just get right into this. It's because. <laughs> The um, because they have we're gonna go through a, a couple of the things because one they have the World Juggling Federation the WJF, uh-huh. um, yep, <laughs> and they have a full website that we will be getting into. But first, let's get into what the heck is the wild world of combat juggling? Combat juggling. This is from the Wikipedia. Combat juggling, also known as gladiator, also known as what the hell. <laughs> is a sport <laughs> and martial art. You can't call the same sport both gladiator and what the hell. That's so good. What, what the hell is so funny? That's so good. That it's what, like wait, the official. The it's like bold too. Like this is an official title of it. Um, combat can be played individually against a single opponent, one on one combat between teams of two or more players, or e- in, e- in a group where each plays against each other. Uh, everyone. I will go over the different game modes because there seem to be like three that are the main main ones. 
So let's go over the basic rules. And this is going to come directly from the horse's mouth, a.k.a. the World Juggling uh, Federation. To stay in the game, all competitors must maintain a three-club juggle pattern. A competitor can have one or, uh, have more than one club in the air at one time, but one is the minimum. Zombie cab combat, which we will get to, has several exceptions. Zombie combat. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the game modes. Uh, when you're out. A competitor is out when they either collect all three clubs, stop juggling, uh, when one of their clubs hits the floor, or when one of the one or more of their clubs is stolen by another competitor, and they are unable to resume a three-club juggling pattern. Uh, what this turns into is people juggling and then use it like they will throw up one of their things and then use right. the other two as clubs to try to right. whack the the other ones of their competitors. <laughs> So stealing is is a thing you can uh, competitors may steal their competitors' clubs and abandon their own, provided they take control of their opponent's club before their own hits the ground or is caught by another competitor. So this I don't I have not seen I watched some of some uh, footage of this I have not seen that done before. Uh, if two players of like of yeah, like a yeah, full yeah, steal see. that's a big steal. Uh, if two players clap this, grab the same club at the same time, a struggle for the club may ensue, and in case both competitors may wrestle for the club, providing they maintain control over two additional clubs in a one-handed juggling pattern. So imagine, <laughs> even just like, even describing this, it, like imagining that without even watching it is insane. Um, and of course, whoever like drops it loses. Fouls. A foul occurs when a competitor hits another competitor with either their club or any part of their body, which I'm going to say that people do kind of like run into each other, but you can't like full on tackle people like there is a, a little bit leeway. Uh, the competitor who fouled will have their team penalized by one point deduction. Referees may opt not to call fouls if the contact is light and not be debilitating. <laughs> let them play ref. Come on. Let <laughs> yeah, play, this ref. Is, we're in combat <laughs> juggling right now. Come on. Um, if more than one person on the same team calls a foul and the refs did not see it, the re replay camera will be put to use to determine if a foul is committed. Uh, and if it is found, a penalty will be implemented. Um, indiscriminate attacks. If you attempt an uncontrolled attack, like you're fucking barbarian in D&D. <laughs> you go into rage mode. Yeah, yep. This is very much like reckless attack. Um, such as striking it with your clubs without looking or using excessive force. You may penalize by either being reduced in rank, reduced in rank like it's the military. <laughs> I love it. Uh, taken out of the current round, taken out of the current game, or taken out of the tournament. Your fate will be determined by the result of your indiscriminate actions. Which oh my god! They're really taking <laughs> this. Uh, They're very, taking it to the next level. Um, so basically, like, they have, like, very... Uh, and they get into specific rules, like, no throwing clubs. Uh, don't suicide bomb people, a.k.a., like, just, like, running into people or, like, using your clubs, just, like, whatever. Like, I'm just going to get rid of you. That's, be like, the main rules I did. Uh, they have full juggling championships that they have okay. on ESPN that I watched, like, the majority of one. The, I watched the 2014, and one of the judges is Penn Gillette, the magician. <laughs> and, and it's so fucking great because um, the man, it's very clear that he has no idea what's going on. That's so good. Literally at one point. He, literally saying, what the hell? Literally, <laughs> what literally the hell? at one point he goes, so uh, how do people get out? 
full on questioning. Thing that you want your your judges to know that would be good. I mean, from a certain perspective, that it's such a niche sport. Um, I mean, honestly, I, good pull by them to get that notoriety. I oh, mean, absolutely. Because it was, it was, oh, what, what was the, let me see if I can find, it was in a, uh, oh, it was SkillCon 2014. It was. <laughs> SkillCon? There's a SkillCon? SkillCon. And let me say what the, because they, they, Pendulet does narrate it. It's in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, they have juggling, like Buffalon juggling. Uh, they have like sign twisting. Mm-hmm. They have flair mm-hmm. bartending, right. martial arts, rock, paper, scissors, dodgeball, yo-yos, finger tutting, and b-boy dancing, esports, badminton, cornhole, and uh, and some kind of like <laughs> okay. simrataka? I don't know how to... It's Holy like, moly. This is, the- <laughs> this is like one-third one third legitimate athletic like skill sets. And one third rock, rock. Are you kidding me? Rock, paper, scissors is in rock, the same paper, category scissors. as martial arts. What are we doing? Please, everybody, just look up the 2014 Combat Juggling Championship, just so you can see one the game being played, and two just experiencing Penn Gillette saying "b boy dancing." <laughs> b boy dancing is <laughs> so fucking is <laughs> so good. Okay, so so you're probably wondering. What, how do you even combat juggle? What, like, so you can knock it out. Okay, what, that's right, right, cool. Right. What are the different game modes? There's sumo pro- mode. Now you might be wondering. <laughs> you may be wondering what the fuck is going on. Um, number one is sumo. Uh, okay. So this is a one on one. Okay. Um, where basically it's, it's the teams all line up in a uh, line. They have one person go in to the circle, and you have to either knock the club out of, uh, get the other person out by knocking their clubs out, having them stop juggle, or knocking them out of the circle. Hence why it's called sumo. There's breach, which is when teams of, I think, 5v5, (laughs) um, one person's, it's like MVP, basically, where one person has a certain uh, different colored set of um, clubs, and so they have to run across and get across a line without getting their their clubs knocked down. Um, And that's like one person, uh, just one team does that. Like it's kind of like VIP in in video games and stuff. Um, And then there's zombie where everyone starts with three clubs. If you drop one or somebody knocks one out, you are no longer allowed to move your feet. However, you can still use your clubs to knock other people's clubs out of the air. You can also throw your clubs to teammates to get them back up uh, to three. This is important because Wild. If, is nobody if nobody's juggling three clubs, your team loses. But they Wait, do, but how do you get how do you get more than three so you can sacrifice one to get them up? I don't understand that. So somebody knocks one out of your hand, you still have two. So you yeah. can throw and they they do say like you can only you could throw both. Like that's the because if you only throw one, you can't throw uh then you can't throw the other for some reason. It's like okay. the rules. Um so you could like throw it to somebody else who has two and then they could start juggling that and get back in okay all right um so those are the three main game modes that i i got into or not got into those seem to be the main ones um the world juggling federation website is its own beautiful beautiful mess not not in terms (laughs) of like web design it's perfectly fine it's like a it feels just like a, a basic has a top bar kind of thing but they have (laughs) <laughs> they have multiple tabs that I think are hilarious. One, Prodigy Search, 
We're looking for the best. <laughs> we're looking for the absolute. We're looking for the Michael Jordan of this sport. They really, really take us to the next level. Effective immediately. The World Juggling Federation is initiating a global search for juggling prodigies to be our next generation of Olympic jugglers. Because this is another thing they're trying to get in. They're trying to get into the Olympics. We are sinking <laughs> millions into this hunt. We are searching all the countries in the world. <laughs> Do you see that guy you in the crowd? Someone, that guy's a, I think like, he's a World, jug, uh, World Juggling Federation recruiter. It's <laughs> like the next, the next, the next like NBA talent. There's like, <laughs> like a bunch of basketball scouts. So there's one guy in the corner. He's like, you don't need this. You could be the best there ever was in combat juggling. Just leave it all behind. <laughs> I, I would love if they did like a money ball for combat juggling. Oh my like, gosh. Oh <laughs> as long as we get enough stats that kind of balance each other out. <laughs> This guy's great at juggling. This guy's real. He just fucking launches himself. <laughs> He's really going to get other <laughs> people out. Um, to be projects for a next generation of Olympic jugglers in the next three to five years. I think that's very. <laughs> I think you right? I think you could probably specific. find them in one year. Honestly, um, those selected will be provided with live online training sessions. Okay, you need to really wait a minute. Yeah, hold on, slow down. Yeah. You're telling me that you're searching for the prodigy and you're trying to do a remote learning? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for juggling? <laughs> uh, are you on your phone? Are you playing Minecraft right now? <laughs> Come on. Uh, in trading videos, reviews via email at no charge. Uh, applicants must be 5 to 15 years old. This is an ongoing search, so currently there is no <laughs> submission deadline. I'm the Mozart of juggling. I started juggling when I was two. My first <laughs> word was was ball three, please. Listen, there's the power of the weird kid in your class to get yeah. really because there was like one weird kid. I did that I've known like a couple of magicians in my life, and they don't start when they're like 30. They always start when they're like 10 years old or Slipper, something. Yeah. Um, I do love this because it's in the category of sports where if one professional athlete started doing this, they would just dominate the whole sport, like un oh, unbelievably. The I will. I, they have a a dress code. Is another <laughs> thing. Oh, good. And I'm gonna send you a picture of what they are like. This is what you should be doing, and I think it represents also the type of people that are doing this. Because can you? Uh, oh, good. Yeah, I mean, so it's athletic equipment. Yeah, like, very basic. It's like it's it's like gym shorts and like you know a breathable t-shirt. It's matching top and bottom. These it just looks like every it just looks like something you change into for gym class, and then yeah. you and then you change back out of it. I think this is probably key because I think jugglers are like, what do you mean I can't wear my giant Jinko jeans? That's what, what do you mean? <laughs> come on, dude. Um, but also, I would like to point out that all of these. The models, the quote-unquote models that they use for uh, displaying the clothes are all juggling currently, and they look like the same guy, even though they <laughs> are not. They are just the it same like, classification yes, it looks of like one person. One person growing up, like it, there's like a child, a sort of older child, a teenager, and then just a man. It's teenage. It is like it's white. It's just white boys. This is the most white boy sport. It's <laughs> just white boys. It's all white boys, um, and I love it so much. Also on the <laughs> um, on the website, for some reason, they have a juggling simulator. What? And what? I'm just going to send this to you because it's what just. Um, what does that mean? It's basically just a very basic like 2D uh, like line guy. And you can set how many balls that he juggles, except it doesn't go past 10. 
or it doesn't go past nine. I'm sorry. And it, so I, cause I tried setting it to as high as I could there. The f- I, I love this because they, the UI allows for input of any number. It's not like an up arrow and a down arrow. It's yeah. like put in, you could put in 10 million. You could, like, it won't do it. It just, it just, it just doesn't do it. I just it put just in 30 and it just was like, it just didn't respond. It doesn't, it doesn't go higher than nine, which I don't know why they didn't just make it a, a different input. Nine is it, quite something, but what if it you is. put in one? What does one look like? Oh yeah, one is great. One Wait, is just actually, just I didn't test that one. And forth. I don't know. He's curving the ball. He's curving the bullet in the air. It started wobbling. Yeah, this is for people who are not uh, on this website because they're at work or whatever. They're in a car. Um, so he, it is a stick figure <laughs> body that is like an upside down trapezoid with a head that just kind of bounces up and down. No face. Uh, the ball he is passing it. It isn't going up. <laughs> It is just back and forth, like <laughs> just horizontal. Well, you gotta try two. Two is incredible. It's, it's Did you try two? I didn't come on. <laughs> this is nothing. This, he's it's not even busted. tossing it. It's just the hands. The hands are just spinning, and the ball isn't going from hand to hand. It's just staying in the hand. It doesn't know what. Why have it doesn't this know be, how to do this? This is this is like in. <laughs> this is one of the drop down things why this is the, somebody's somebody's son made this in the website and they said you know what no question asked ship it ship it, it immediately it's right above affiliates like <laughs> and like skill level certification the fact that they have a certification is so good um so so they have a junior leagues they've intermediate uh intermediate leagues um and also do yourself a favor look these up um, like look up competitions of this, but we're gonna end this out on their search <laughs> or their their want uh to have this in the Olympics. Juggling in the Olympics, a perfect sport, which I've got to say that's if you're doing the Babe Ruth pointing into the outfield, <laughs> you're really calling the shot real real hard. <laughs> Um, I well, I don't know. I sorry, I've been really distracted the past minute. By the, <laughs> the if you go to the WJF website, the homepage, they have the the default YouTube video that's right there. Yeah, and it's entitled WJF 2022 Year in Review. So good to know already. They're one year out of date. Oh yeah, the opening two seconds of the video is a black screen and someone yelling, "Welcome!" <laughs> Like just super loudly. That is insane. That's like the beginning of a metal album. <laughs> I did not. There's. I could not get in full fully into this because there are also a bunch of articles um, that are like behind paywalls and stuff. Smithsonian Magazine did a thing. Combat juggling is your new favorite sport now that you know it exists. Now that you know it exists. <laughs> oh and my that, god. That was from 2014. Like so, this has been going on for a while. Um, and they, uh, N N E S N did a, a thing about the guy who kind of founded it, which is Jason Garfield. Um, and honestly, it's, it's one of those stories that it's simultaneously very fu- like it's simultaneously funny, but it's also kind of boring. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, <Okay>. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to read it. That's, it, it doesn't, it's not worth reading, but, um, they wanted to get into the Olympics. The reasonings why. There are many reasons why it's a perfect sport, and as such, why it should be included in the Olympic Games. Juggling has a long history and is enjoyed by people of all ages around the world. It requires discipline, skill, precision, speed, and consistency, making it a unique and challenging sport. 
It teaches a step-by-step approach to overcoming obstacles and achieving goals of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody did a post-game, like, a courtside interview where they're like, yeah, you know, I was having tough times getting those three-pointers, but um, juggling takes three. Three balls. And that's really why. <laughs> that's how I got... Uh, consistency you know, speed. It's really all about keeping the ball up in the air. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really, and we can bring home the win. If that's all we can do, you know, if we just do that, we bring home the win. And I do, they, they have six points, and I'm just going to go over them quickly. One, physical demands. I'm just going to leave it at that. They really, <laughs> <physical> <laughs> like, you must have arms to contribute, contribute to this. This is similar to when people are like, yeah, esports athletes actually have to work out. And I'm like, I could understand from a reflex, fl- reflex point of view, but you aren't, <laughs> you aren't in the Marines. Like this is right. not that right. physically competitive. Uh, number two, competitive aspect, you know, juggling the thing that you do by yourself, very competitive. Uh, number three, cultural s- significance. Oh, do tell. Uh, juggling as many cultures throughout history, it's been used in performance, <laughs> entertainment, hey. and even as a form of therapy. <laughs> hey, name one culture that uses juggling as a... Th- name one. Name, Come on, I'll wait. Name I'll one wait. therapist that is like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, your wife left you. You've lost your job. <laughs> like your, your parents have really fucked you up. But have you tried juggling? <laughs> They just toss three balls and the person starts juggling it. I think like, you oh found your call. <laughs> oh my god, I'm cured. Juggling can be found in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics, medieval art, and in modern day street performances. Yeah, because it was done by the jesters. <laughs> like, that's, if we're basing that on the like cultural significance on what jesters do, then farting should be an Olympic sport. Because that's I feel like what in, they did a lot. Then insulting people should be an Olympic sport. Yeah, that would be great though. Uh, Four, even though it's physically demanding, accessibility. You got to have all ages, genders, and backgrounds here. Uh, Five, entertainment value. And I'm not going to contest that at all. It is extremely entertaining to watch these guys go. Um, (laughs) Number six, this is not even like a a basic point. It's juggling improves reaction time, speed, and accuracy, and proprioception. Proprio is like knowing what's going to happen before, I think. Right. Um, that's just, that's physical demands again. They're just, <laughs> they're just doubled up on that. Um, but oh, that, that brings us to the end of our segment on combat juggling. We might do updates if, if we get more information about combat juggling, but this is, oh, oh I think it might be my new what favorite a treat. sport. Yeah. What a treat. It, 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 they weren't exactly on. It's your new favorite, favorite sport now that you know it exists. I've yeah. got to go all in on it. I got to meet genuinely Penn. it is yeah watch the 2014 cuz he just cuz he doesn't come in cuz there's two other commentators that are like good like they know what they're doing they're like what you would expect they're kind of like esports commentators where you're like I actually need you like to show, help show a lot. Yeah, a they're little like, bit. here comes Carson he's coming uh ooh, ooh, ooh he seems to be a little bit shaky on the third uh his third baton oh and he, with a big bat uh, he batted it out of his hand got him like it's that level of, of enthusiasm and you gotta love it but you, you gotta love it you know People what i are all in on this i hope i'll be uh we're, we're juggling one ball here and it's gonna be your next segment that's right and speaking of one ball <laughs> What a what is like wait what the fuck no, <laughs> well it'll make sense hold on wait is it 
This one comes to us from People Magazine, People.com. What's oh. next for Gunther, the world's richest dog, offering <laughs> to buy Nicholas Cage's island? Wait, <laughs> this is that Did this hit you with a one-two. <laughs> this is like what those like uh, things that, like an inflatable raft of a sentence that you just gave me. It's compact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. the, it inflated in my mind to so many questions, so many things, <laughs> because world's richest dog is insane to say. Yep. Buying the, <laughs> the <laughs> fact, Cage's island. Do you think that they have to consult with the dog? Like as accountants? <laughs> How do you, <laughs> How do you <laughs> do? bark once for yes, why is it his, for no? Is it his money? Who We got to get into the article because I'm going to explode. <laughs> Gunther, the German Shepherd, subject of Netflix's Gunther's Millions, is looking Whoa. to add, his re- add to his real estate assets, one, <laughs> which once included Madonna's former Miami home, the what? dog caretaker tells people. Listen, woof, 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 woof. Uh, this property is actually 10,000 square feet. <laughs> uh, what do you mean that's committing fraud? <laughs> I don't know what that, that means. I'm bark, a dog. Bark, I'm a fucking dog. <laughs> I'm a dog. Put me in jail. I dare you. And for people, that's a reference to the fact that Donald Trump is <laughs> in, in, yes. in court for that. Um, Gunther, the German Shepherd, is used to making headlines. It comes with the territory of being the world's wealthiest dog. The canine received his <sighs> fortunes <laughs> from the late German Countess Carlota Le- Leibenstein, oh who died God. in 1992 and willed her entire fortune to her beloved German Shepherd. At the time, Gunther III. The trust established for Gunther <laughs> from the millions oh. left behind. Well, I saw one quote uh, uh, for sixty-five million as the uh, the sum. Sixty. Oh, <laughs> oh. holy Make shit! Take a deep breath. You got it. Come on, breathe through it. That's oh, uh, the, the fact that this because th- I know a lot of rich women probably have said that jokingly. Oh, I'm gonna leave it all to my dog, my precious smugums. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that she's like. Fuck everybody related to me. <laughs> My dog is the best boy forever. Gunther forever. <laughs> if, even if there's no immediate heirs, there's like a third cousin who's who was like, come on, come on. Come on. What do you mean it went to the dog? <laughs> God damn it. The trust established for Gunther from the millions left behind by Leibenstein goes towards continuing Gunther's bloodline and extravagantly caring for all the dogs in it. The current beneficiary of the trust, reportedly now worth over four hundred million dollars, is Gunther the Sixth. <gasps> Gunther the Sixth. So there's three dogs since, because <laughs> there's the third That's, that initially since 1992. Since 1992, yeah. Oh, the <laughs> unbelievable true story behind Gunther's wealth and the astounding lifestyle it has created for the dog was recently documented in the Netflix series Gunther's Millions. Quote, we've received so many reactions, it is quite overwhelming. But overall, mm-hmm. most people couldn't mm-hmm. believe how many twists and turns there are in the series. Maritza <laughs> Mian, Gunther's caretaker, fe- featured prominently in Gunther's Millions, tells people of the reactions to the show. The filmmakers at Noble Productions have done a great job at putting these past 30 years into a four-part series, and it's not an easy task. I'd say my favorite reaction is when people ask me if they can take their female dog on a date with Gunther, he adds. All right, buddy. Calm down. All right. Multiple things. One, the twists and turns were just the dog chasing its own tail. <laughs> yes, okay, good. Yeah, get those turned. jokes in. Just got those jokes <laughs> yeah, in. Uh-huh. You got Listen, this is because oh, this is not like it's not the Bernie Madoff story. Like it's not a documentary <laughs> about like oh, twisted turns. Oh, you can't believe the developments that he ate his own shit. 
Can you believe that this dog would do something <laughs> like that? He's rich. He's, <laughs> that's not for wealthy. Said, what would you like today for, for dinner? And he said, just the grass outside would be fine. Thank you. <laughs> I will throw it up for you later uh, so you can see it and expect it. Part of that history includes Gunther's foray into pop music, which involved forming no. Gunther's group and releasing the song <laughs> Wild Dog. Wild Dog? Are you... <laughs> <laughs> this is what is okay ever i'm gonna i have to listen to it i have to listen to it uh, i actually right have to listen to it we can listen together hold on oh we can we, listen they can't demonetize us if we don't if we don't have money to take oh my god they have an official netflix version i'm i'm just gonna are you watching the netflix are you watching the netflix version yeah it's like it was like yeah me too still i'm gonna start mine now oh it starts with like a Tello record there. There we go. Five, four. We'll insert oh. this so you can listen along at home. Yeah, hopefully this isn't like super copyrighted. We'll we'll do like the minimum about that. It's <laughs> okay if there's any rules. Why is this not having like any music to it? Oh, it starts eventually. It did a like zoom in. Oh my god, this is gonna give me a seizure. <laughs> it's gonna give me a seizure. The music video is flashing black and white. It's like, this is a nightmare. Why is this like this a is, 90s art is, grunge thing? Oh, no. This is hard to watch. This is legitimately hard to watch. And for people... Okay, there was a, a attachment. There's a piano interlude. This is good. <laughs> what, is the, what is this Euro trash? What is this? He's in a bombed out building. He's running down the street. He's running in a field. I don't even know if that's actual Gunther. <laughs> It could just be a different <laughs> dog. No we wouldn't know. Verifying if this is real Gunther or not. Oh no, Gunther! Don't run! <laughs> Gunther, no! He's running through a field like <laughs> like he's a Roman general mourning his family. <laughs> are you? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is insane. This is just shaky cam footage of dogs in a kennel. Did it? Yeah. For people who weren't watching it, it is like imagine every single motif from a '90s like Euro, like filters everywhere. It's all in black and white. It was like a strobe on the dogs. That was insane. Who's this man? Who are these people? The, who are the these dogs. People? They're in the they're in the age. The dogs just turned into people. I think in the context <laughs> the of this. Is, oh, he's freeing them. He's freeing great. them. Great. This is this is wonderful. So they could get out of the destroyed building why did they make gunther like a hot euro guy with long hair <laughs> it's a spirit gunther's spirit animal is euro trash yeah i guess so that, do you think the people who paid for this with gunther's money was like he actually really wants to be a pop star okay we gotta stop we, we've got right, we to stop this <laughs> that was way too much was, we watched that for way too long that was like two minutes of full-on just like laughing at it oh my god Oh, oh my god. I don't know if I can I can live after this. <laughs> Some of the comments. Gunther is so talented. <laughs> Gunther is the ballingest doge out there. I'm going to put this on my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> oh my god. I, oh my god. All I, right. So we got to continue with the history of Gunther. We got to know what's going on. No, I just want to say one more comment. I found a new song for my bedroom sex playlist. All right, we're going <laughs> to <Yeah>, leave. <laughs>
Um, Another one of Gunther's head-turning adventures documented in Gunther's Millions is the Pooch's purchase of Madonna's former Miami mansion, which the dog's trust sold in 2022. But the German Shepherd isn't done exploring the world of celebrity real estate. Mian tells people the dog now has a new piece of famous property in mind. Oh my hey, does, God. does the dog, my guy, does the dog, does he? Do you think it's like in Rick and Morty where they attach the, or like uh, a better example would be up with the dog where he just has a voice box. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, hello, I would like property. I understand property, property is the best investment <laughs> now. Like, <laughs> if you, the, the owner is like, if you want me to buy Nick Cage's island, chase this ball. Yeah. Chase this ball. <laughs> this would be the easiest embezzling anyone's ever done. Oh, that's my impression of this whole thing is that it's all just fraud. That's oh, what absolutely. it makes me think. I, the, Gunther the, made an offer. Quote, Gunther made an offer to buy Nicolas Cage's island, which is located offer. in Exumas, <laughs> the most prestigious part of the Bahamas. Gunther has had his eyes, or paws, on the island oh for God. quite a while now, Mian says of the property, which Cage reportedly purchased in 2006. Gunther, Gunther's ter- caretaker adds that the island would help service the dog's growing business goals, which include Gro- building an animal sanctuary and supporting animal welfare initiatives. Uh, I don't know good. about that. Okay. He I, seems to... No, this is the bro- this is the 0.1% of dogs and has no one's <laughs> interest in mind but his own. Screw Gunther. No, Gunther's a good boy. I'll come out and say it. Gunther is, uh, he's not like those other bourgeoisie. He's, he's actually yeah. going to give back to us plebs. Um, yes. I do. I will say that it is good that they're at least putting money into like animal funds. I think that's what they should have done from the beginning. Instead of having a dog that they are just propping up on a big silk pillow, apparently, who has his paw coming up at, with a little, <laughs> a little auctioneer sign. <laughs> it's like, and now we're selling Nick Cage's Island. We got 1 million, 2 million. <laughs> oh, oh, to the dog in the back. <laughs> so. There's more to this story, Will. Don't. Do you want to be spoiled for Gunther's Millions or do you want to watch it yourself? Because I'll spoil it right here, right now for you. I don't have a Netflix subscription. So, but we're going to spoil it. Yeah, this is a warning for anyone. Listener, be warned. If if you're invested invested now in Gunther's Millions and you need to see the story for yourself, go go watch it. All right, this one, next article. In the next, in the doc, Mian says his families were close friends of the Countess and her son Gunther, who tragically took his own life. When the Countess died in 1992 and left her fortune to her dog, Gunther the Fourth, there's some some other there's I don't know I don't articles like are conflict there's conflicting. Yeah, I she don't, asked Mian, yeah. who is a close friend of human Gunther, to look after him. The fortune has been passed down through Gunther's bloodline, and the do- the dog featured in the series is Gunther Gunther the Sixth. Since then, and apparently in order to fulfill the Countess's wishes, Gunther's trust has funded the purchase of luxury yachts and Madonna's former Miami yet residence, no. launched a pop group and released a single in which he barks along, and conducted experiments on people in a bid to determine the causes behind depression. That's fucking wild. I didn't that is, read that before. That's crazy town. That is right. and, and the things that preceded it was buying Madonna's <laughs> real estate and forming a dog boy band. And that's it's somehow this, wilder. That's insane. Fill out this depression questionnaire. Now fill it out again while you're sitting next to a dog. How do you feel? This is like when I, I got a credit report and it was from, uh, it was like the Jewish vocational something or another. And it was from like, it was supposed to be from Massachusetts, like official thing. And it was, I was like, I didn't know this was, I thought this was supposed to be secular. Like <laughs> I didn't expect that to be. <laughs> oh man. So huh. then it keeps going. 
It's only in the, when the documentary makers tell Mian that they couldn't find a death certificate for the Countess that he admits that the whole thing is a lie. Are you fucking, you can't do this to me. You can't, you, what, what <laughs> is, what, all... what is, oh, what does that mean then? If Gunther isn't real, then what is? Is combat juggling real? Yeah, this is, is a, where's is the a money? Where's the money, com- where's the money coming from, Theo? The, the so- dog is real. Okay. And the money is real. I presume. the Countess never was, and her son was so depressed that he tragically took his own life, never existed. None of this existed. So. But the elaborate tale fooled everybody. And Gunther attracted the attention of the media around the world, appeared, appeared on TV shows and in newspapers. <sighs> I'm so conflicted right now because I don't what. So Gunther's owner must have just been a millionaire that just. But why make it? It's literally the plot of Anastasia. Like, <laughs> why, is, why did they make this Anastasia talk? The money actually came from Mian's family and Gunther. His then-girlfriend's dog inspired the whole thing. This boy snatched up his girlfriend's dog and made him the richest dog in the world. My People can't see it at home. My mouth is agape. Like, I cannot close my mouth from... We were so bought in on Gunther. Yeah. On all of this. Because it was so... It was like stupid rich people stuff. Like, it was that level of I like... I accepted it, yeah, it because yeah, yeah. it was rich people stuff. <laughs> because it's rich people stuff. Oh, man. So this article asked asked their legal counsel if such a thing was even possible, and he was skeptical. Quote, while the law may differ from country to country, generally speaking, a pet cannot directly inherit money from its yeah. owner. However, money can be left in a trust for the pet, and either one or a chosen number of people appointed to look after the money. These people would then be able to use the money however they see fit to care for this animal. So I suppose Gunther's story could have checked out if it had been legitimate. So the, it still mm. feels to me like the door for fraud is wide open. Oh, absolutely. They're- wide open. All you have to say is this is for the good of the The dog wants a private jet. He wants to go on it. And you know what? He would have wanted me to go with him. I mean, I know the IRS is like way underfunded, but this is like the primo. <laughs> they should be looking into these pet <laughs> trust funds. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> His pet trust was oh no. So what's the truth then? What's the truth about Gunther other than it was a, a, a girlfriend? This man dog? was this man was already pretty wealthy, and he parlayed his skill in promoting the dog into more wealth. So are you telling me he was successfully that this was, he successfully marketed his dog? I know I made a joke about uh, Donald Trump, but this is the Donald Trump of dogs, right? Like this, yeah, pretty, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. He uh, inflated the value of his dog. Yeah, yeah this, pretty much made, right. it, This why is it, like the fact that they're like, yeah, and then his fame produced more money. It's like uh, there, he's the Kardashian <laughs> of dogs. Like he's what the fuck? <laughs> Insane. The, the fact that you could just do this and everyone goes, all right, because I was aboard. Yeah, right. I was like, <laughs> I was on board, right? It I, just seems like stupid rich people stuff. Yeah, that's oh wow. I'm, I'm, I'm like, sorry <laughs> to bring you, I'm, that's a kind of a roller coaster. I'm sorry to bring you up and then come bring Whoa. you crashing back down to earth. I'm like lightheaded. <laughs> I, <can't, laughs> I, I got a whiplash from that series. That was <laughs> wow. I thought combat juggling was gonna be the <laughs> the premiere <laughs> segment of this one, but this was an insane episode. Well, we still got to have the goofs and the laughs of enjoying Gunther's single. Oh yeah, and, uh, we'll put it on the pod. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 post it. This is oh wowy gosh, this was this is a good episode, and I hope everybody else thinks enjoyed it as much as I did because I had a, yeah, I had I a hope ball. You did. 
I had a ball that you toss up into the air with two other balls. Oh, man. Or to a dog, either one. Or to a dog, yeah. The, <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for getting to the end of the podcast. And remember, if you have any tales of, of rich dogs or, or juggling mishaps, <laughs> send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter, Segment City. Our YouTube is Segment City. And give us ratings, give us reviews. We love to see them. We love to see what people think of the podcast. And we got to give a very special thank you to somebody in particular. We'd like to thank Rachel Robinson. She does our intro music. And she was on our last episode. If you didn't go listen to that episode, go check your podcast feed. It's there. I promise you that. And we discussed some wacky crazy utah recipes mm-hmm. so go go check it out and you can go check out her music on streaming platforms everywhere around the world wherever you are near far wherever you are always always a dream to to work with and to talk to she's lovely right. yes and some say are you gonna she's she's the world world champion combat juggler and we have no way of verifying that Okay, this is actually, I, I like this because sometimes we disparage. <laughs> sometimes we tear her up. This time we're propping her up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now we're going to disparage some food stuffs because <gasps> now we got to go to Iwaspoison.com oh, for Lord. ending segment. Um, I got I got two here. One, uh, I'm going to just say investigation of elevated lead levels in applesauce pouches. So Where is my applesauce? So yeah, this is bad for you in particular. If you have the uh, some of these like wanna ban apple uh, cinnamon fruit puree. Are you um, trying to ask me if I want a banana? Like that. I no, want that's applesauce. One of, that's one of the uh, the products. Like that's the name of it. Um, but anyway, well, if you're giving your kids these, you might be giving them lead poisoning. <laughs> so that's not good. But this oh, is so some real advice with our hours post poison segment. What is this? <laughs> but this is this is actually very uh, close to where I I'm at. This is from Burger King in Dorchester, Boston, Massachusetts. Whoa, that's near you. Yeah, this is literally <laughs> where where I am where I'm currently situated. It happened last night. 11 November 5th after I had some chicken nuggets I got severe diarrhea three episodes <laughs> three episodes huh? a lot of episodes thank you for specifying uh it was so painful I was hypocalcemia as well as about 5 5 inches it, it what's the single apostrophe <laughs> And for about Feet? five minutes, is that a minute? I guess so. And I had to look up what hypocalcemia was because I was like, did he just mess up <laughs> like saying hypoglycemic right. or something? Uh, glo- hypoglycemia is a uh, calcemia is a treatable condition that happens when levels of calcium in your blood are too low. So what this guy is saying, I he think, ate chicken nuggets and then his calcium. She went straight out of his booty. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. That's exactly <laughs> why he's, what he's saying. And that's why he was featured on IWasPoisoned.com. <laughs> uh, well, well, don't visit the Burger King. You survive, all right? We need you here. Yeah, I do. Segment City. I'll be the Burger Jester, and I'll juggle, but I'm also going to start attacking people. Let's get him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>